Hello, family and friends. I'm here for day four with Pastor Dale Culbertson, founding pastor of the Hope City Church in Evansville, Indiana, down on Main Street. Encourage you, if you don't have a church, to, to come visit the pastor's church here. It's a great church, and you know, we need to be in church in these end times. It tears my heart out sometimes seeing how many people just are not plugged into church, and some of them that really know their Bible but they're missing some key parts of it if they're not plugged into their church and sitting under a man of God, that God God will call you to a pastor, a shepherd to help you and uh, navigate your life. So I encourage you, if you're not plugged into a church, pray about it and God will show you and take some action. Pastor? Well, you know, one of the sad things is, is a lot of times people think, well, I don't need the church. Well, the church needs you. Oh, come on. Because Philippians, I believe it is, I'm sorry, it just popped in my head, but it's where it talks about bringing your portion. He says, I know that I'm, I'll am i be sustained because you bring your your portion. That doesn't mean money. It means your portion of what the Holy Spirit could do in a service. Oh, I've had people God. come in and, you know, they, they don't realize how much they add to a service by just their presence and just by their encouragement of other people. Wow. But if you're thinking only about yourself, you're missing out on what you bring to the table. Oh, Pastor, that's a Holy Ghost there. You know, I've been, the Holy Ghost has told me at times at church, you know, we want to go there sometimes, what am I going to get out of church today? And we will, but who am I going to bless at church today? Amen. And help somebody that needs an encouraging word. And one time, Pastor, years ago, you know, the devil wants to minimize you and I and tell us oh, we're not worthy and blah, 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 right? And and so one time the Holy Ghost showed me, like the, the church is the body of Christ, right? And, the, and the, he showed me in the form of a body what part I was to our church. I thought I was like the the tone, the little pinky on the toenail or whatever. I mean, I thought it was just, and, and God showed me I was much more important to our church than that. And I think, you know, for the whole body to function properly, we all need to be there. Yes. And it's selfish, really, to if I can say it that way with love, it's selfish for us to stay home and not be there to help our church. You know, that that is one of the, the frustrating things about being a pastor is that you realize what a person could bring to the church. And again, I'm not talking money. I'm, I'm not even concerned about that because you're, the people are not my source. God's my source. The church will prosper because of God's character and what he'll do. He'll put it on the heart of an unbeliever. I still remember a man who came in from Mississippi one time, came in, sat in our service, said, uh, I met, went up and met him after the service. He said, I really like your church. And he says, your informality is a little disconcerting. He was dressed up. And he said, but he said, the message was really strong. And I, I appreciate that. And he said, so is there anything your church needs right now? And I said, well, we're trying to pave our parking lot and we're trying to get it fixed up. And he goes, oh, okay. And he said, I'll come down and see you in a second. He walked up and handed me a check for $2,000. Wow. Uh, that's not a monumental amount, but I mean, that's a that's a good amount. Amen. And at 1986 or 87, that was a goodly amount. Yes. And the point being was he didn't attend our church. He came in for one service. I think he may have come back two weeks later, and that's the last time he ever came because he was from Mississippi and he was up here doing a job. Yep. But he wanted to sew into a church that was doing something. He, he, he did God. it. It wasn't, it wasn't somebody from our church. It was somebody outside. God sent him here. Yeah. My point I'm trying to get at is that God will always find a way to get things across to us. Yeah. But the biggest thing for us to do is to realize what portion we can have in the lives of individuals by being there. Yeah. 
Well, in anything you know, Pastor, um, that we do against the Word of God, including not, for, you know, for, we're not supposed to forsake the gathering of the brethren, right? right? But it's rebellion is the spirit of any of that, right? right. We're not it's doing over. what God told us to do. And I want to say it this way. Rebellion and laziness and fear. Today with COVID, there's always an element of fear where people, you can see it on them. And then the laziness is just, you know, I work hard six days a week and I want to have a day where I don't have to do anything. And uh, that happens periodically. I hate for it to be that way, but I've seen it take place. Amen. You know, I get most excited when there's a day when I really don't want to go to church. I know I'm going to get really blessed that day. <laughs> the devil does not want us going to church, folks. He does not want us to be there and to be together as a body. And and the tragedy is that sometimes people justify their thing, their lack of enthusiasm for the church is thinking it's the same old thing. Years ago, I was in Houston, Texas, and I was going to go hear John Osteen preach on a a Sunday morning, and I was so excited about that. Uh, it wasn't a Sunday morning. It was a Thursday morning. It was at a conference. I'm remembering better now. And in this conference, I was walking toward the church because it was it was the beginning of it. And somebody said, are you staying for this? this session? And he goes, ah, it's just John. I can hear him next Sunday. Wow. And I was like, what? This is one of the Great men of God at, in, at our time, John Osteen. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, that's Joel's dad. He's one of the most respected pastors, I believe, he was, in America. He was called a pastor's pastor. Yeah. He had a real heart for the church and a real heart for people. And he had built this church up from nothing to where it was like 5,000 people. And he had prepared it all you know, for the next generation. My point being with this is that sometimes we get used to it. It's called familiarity. It's the yep. danger of familiarity. And when you get to that place that you're being familiar with your pastor, it's a time for you to pray because you have to not allow yourself not to want what he's got to give you. Yeah. Yeah, it's the gift inside that person, you know. And we it's too you know, the longer you've been going to church, the more you need to fight that too and honor the gift that's in your pastor. And I believe everybody out there is called to a pastor. And I, I'm so thankful. You know, when I got saved, I was only able to really watch Brother Copeland for an, a few years to really get fed. But then I started to pray, Lord, where do you want me to go to church? Not where I want to go. Not one that's close by or that has the coolest yeah. music and the light show. And I'm not against any of the any of these things necessarily, but but God spoke to me and he showed me where I wanted to go. And that was the shepherd and there's a covering in that. I've seen the Holy Spirit has showed me things with people leaving church and they lose their spiritual covering and they they open themselves. It's like wandering off from the flock and the mm -hmm. devil seeking whom he may devour. That's right. And that's a, that's how important it is to get in the right church and get under the right pastor. I've said over the years, I, I did a series of sermons where I got a huge beach umbrella and I put all the gifts hanging off of it and money and prosperity and healing and I had all kinds of things hanging off. I said, this is our covering. And it says that covering comes from an anointed man who has been put in a position to have an influence in your life. And I said, if we wander outside that covering, then we, we get in trouble. Or, and then I brought out a, and I don't know where I got it, but one of these little tiki umbrellas that are about two inches across that they put in drinks. And I don't know where I got it, but I found it. I said, some people's coverings about like this. Yeah. God really wants us to know how big an umbrella we have when we're under the right com right covering. Yeah. 
And it's, you know, people listening to the devil. Well, they just, they just want your money. They just want this. They, they, I found somebody there that they sinned and they go to that church. Well, there's not a perfect church out there, perfect people. So we, we have room for more. Amen. I want to encourage you to come because, you know, it's, it's such a great blessing in being in the body of Christ and just serving God and being obedient to God. Amen. I've seen over the years in my life personally that when I'm putting myself in a position that I'm going to come to church no matter what, that I always receive something and I always have something to give. Amen. Amen. You know, when we were talking about church attendance and stuff, we have to remind ourselves we are the church. Amen. The church is not a building. I've did some study on it, and basically it's the ecclesia is in the basilica. The basilica meant a common house. It's a place for us to gather. It's meant to be just a place where that we can come together and know that we have a place of safety, a place that we can talk, a place that we can relate, and not feel like we're under criticism if we don't measure up yeah. or we don't understand as well as we should. Yeah. It should be a place of safety. Every church should... Every church building should be a place of safety so the church can come in there and have that place to restore itself, to overcome the wearing down of that they may have faced during the week, whatever it may be. And it's important that we have that. Amen. Pastor, if you would maybe today pray for those that need to find a church or maybe they're not in the church they're supposed to be. I sure will. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that your spirit is now speaking to people, little nudges, little encouragement, and showing them things that you really desire for them to know. And the only place they're going to get it is being under the right shepherd, being involved with the church, the body of Christ, in an intimate way, where they recognize they have a part to play in its success, in its ability to reach the world. We thank you, Father, that your heart is toward your people, and you would not have asked us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together if it wasn't an important thing for us to gather. So I thank you, Father, right now, by your Spirit, people are hearing your voice, hearing the leadership of the Holy Spirit, and they're beginning to find the church you have for them, not the one that's convenient to them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Pastor, how can they contact you, please? 812-457-8587. Praise God. Folks, we love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.